What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual convo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. Hello, hello. Well, welcome back to What the Actual Fork podcast. This voice might sound a little bit different to you because this is not Sammy or Jenna. Um, This is Anna. I am virtual assistant with Fine Food Freedom, and I have Chelsea here with me. Say hi, Chelsea. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Um, We are taking over the podcast today for an RD2B episode because we get so many questions from people just like me and Chelsea. We are RD2Bs. I'm a dietetic intern. Chelsea just submitted her die cast yesterday, which we will get into that more. Um, but we get so many questions from RD2Bs, which for those of you that are listening that don't know what RD2B stands for, it stands for Registered Dietitian 2B. Um, and Sammy and Jenna so graciously allowed us to host an episode to just chat more about all of the things and all the things as a registered dietitian to be pursuing like intuitive eating, health at every size. So we are thrilled to be here. We've been laughing nonstop before I pressed (laughs) record. I was jamming to Adele. Chelsea was jamming to Taylor Swift. Um, So we're really sums us up like in a nutshell. (laughs) Oh yes, for sure. I was like embracing like my inner Sammy and Jenna and just like, okay, let's go. (laughs) I was having sad girl hours, but it's fine. And we're fine. Oh my goodness. I love it. Well, Chelsea, let's kick it off with some rapid rapid fire. You can go first. Amazing. Okay. Anna, pumpkin spice or peppermint mocha? I feel like this is so out of season. What it is, but I still need to know. I do still need to know, though. So. Um, okay, I'm going to say peppermint mocha just because that's the last, like, flavored coffee from that season that I had, and I went to the Kookaburra, which is in local St. Augustine coffee shop, has the best peppermint oh. mocha, end of story. So that's my okay. answer. <laughs> Amazing. Um, cold brew or iced coffee? Uh, both? I don't know. I feel like that's like the same thing, right? So now that I'm a barista, um, <laughs> I can tell you they're not. Um, little information session. Cold brew is like steeped in, well, like the the grinds are steeped in water um, instead of like iced okay. coffee where it's like brewed and then chilled. Okay. Um, but if you don't have a preference, you know, that's casual. So. Okay, let's just go with cold brew because okay. I guess it's fancier. Okay, Chelsea Amazing. had to show off there a little bit. I love it. <laughs> Uh, you know (laughs) so we're gonna skip the other coffee question because I clearly have an obsession and guac or queso um guac but it depends on the place if I want queso you know I do I do know um (laughs) snow or sand um 
obviously sand and Chelsea's laughing because I'm located in Florida so and it's funny yeah. to ask that question because I know exactly the answer um and the infamous question I don't know about you but I've been waiting my whole life to answer this <laughs> or smooth peanut butter uh, I'm gonna have to go with smooth yeah I, I yeah, I don't know. I haven't had crunchy peanut butter in a while, but smooth just, I don't know, it's the classic, you know? Yeah, I gotcha. Okay, well, now I'm hitting you back with these questions. So, <laughs> crunchy or smooth peanut butter, Chelsea? I also have to say smooth, and I've been thinking about this for days, actually, what I was going to go with, because I thoroughly enjoy both, but it's got to be smooth. Yeah, so two for two on smooth. Sorry, Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still love you so much. Okay, and then snow or sand? Definitely sand. <laughs> I'm in a snowstorm right now, guys. I live in Indiana, and let's just say every single time I've walked outside in the last few days, I have cussed so loudly and just passionately, and I really can't do it anymore, but I'll stop talking about that now. It's so funny, Chelsea, because I think the last time we saw each other in person was at the beach. It was. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. Just we were so both talking about how much we love the beach, and then I was sent back to my... Indiana land so you're coming back you're coming back okay guac or queso guac 100% I don't even really love queso but avocado is one of my first loves so oh, 100% and then cold brew or iced coffee for the barista cold brew <laughs> oh my gosh and then pumpkin spice or peppermint mocha pumpkin spice I still have pumpkin spice creamer in my fridge <laughs> I love it you never can never go out of style. Never go out of style. You could never. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that just like crossed something off my bucket list. I feel like I've always wanted to <laughs> rapid fire. Oh my goodness. But like I was saying earlier, me and Chelsea are just, we're super excited to just kind of host this episode and talk about all things RD2B. So I think as a precursor to this episode, Chelsea, would you kind of just want to, for our listeners that aren't in the field of dietetics and are kind of on their journey to for food freedom, intuitive eating, all of those things. Give us a little background of what it means or like how do you become a dietitian? What's the background with that? Sure. So I might even get this wrong because I feel like I'm learning new things about like what I have to do to actually do this profession that I love um, every day. So you have to go to an accredited university and fulfill all the requirements of the didactic program in dietetics. So you have to take all these courses. It's like a four-year degree, but I've heard that you can actually fulfill the course. You can be in a different degree, but fulfill the courses and still get a verification statement, which basically just tells you, tells dietetic internships that you're applying to that you have completed all the requirements to become a qualified for a dietetic internship. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so next basically, up. basically four years in undergrad, and then you have to do diecast, which everybody hates diecast. It's like the worst <laughs> thing ever, but that's diecast is like the application to apply to become an intern. Um, and the internship is 1,200 hours, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, 1,200 hours. Yeah. I should know this. I'm an intern right now. Yeah, so 1,200 hours. Um, and then it's supervised. You can go anywhere. There's so many different places around the country. Um, and Chelsea just submitted her diecast. So I did. Um, I would like to just take this time to tell any RD to Bs out there that 
procrastination may have like really moved you through college and you may have thrived waiting till the last minute for every assignment. Um, and I would just like to tell you that that is not going to work for your <laughs> class application. Um, I actually missed like two deadlines for one of my top, for my top schools because I didn't look at the website earlier enough, early enough. So just, you know, my mistake is your gain. So just, just don't do it. Like maybe look a few months in advance, if anything. Um, and you want to make as many drafts of your personal statement as you can. So also don't procrastinate on that. So oh my gosh. We'll I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like we could talk forever about diecast, but long story short, it's four years of undergrad, a 1200 hour internship. And then once you complete that internship, you're like, qualified to then like sit for your exam to become like a certified registered dietitian that's the short version all the in-between stuff we can skip for now but that that is kind of the journey of that we're currently on me as a dietetic intern and chelsea as a future dietetic intern um just graduating from undergrad like that's the journey that we're on that's the journey that sammy and jenna took um which if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, like they met like during Sammy's first job. So like fresh out of her internship. So that's the sum up all of that. That's the backstory, short story of what it means or to become a registered dietitian. Um, but Chelsea, I would love for you to share part of your journey of like, how did you find Find Food Freedom? Was it even called Find Food Freedom at the time? What, um, where did you like where did your journey start um with being an intern um with find food freedom and interning for the podcast yeah so um i first ever found you guys i didn't even know it was you guys at this point but on instagram you were called i think break diet rules um yep and i freaking <laughs> loved your page and i was like that was probably my first introduction to intuitive eating and i was like oh my gosh i have to find out more this literally sounds like a dream um but then coincidentally, I'm from like the Jacksonville area. I moved to Indiana when I was in like eighth grade, but I was wanting to go back for the last summer. So I looked up dietitians in the, in Jacksonville, like literally on Google. And I was like, oh, like just clicking on all these private practices. And I was like, oh, this one looks nice. <laughs> so I clicked on you guys, um, emailed you. And then I got a response like two seconds later from you, Anna. And when I first got an email from Anna, it said she is, she's the office manager. So basically she's just a badass, like in general, but I was like, oh my gosh, Anna Crum, office manager. Like she's probably a very professional, like 30 year old woman. So <laughs> I was calling her Mrs. Crum like, in our email correspondence, probably until, um, our first like virtual meeting after I was an intern. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I, Chelsea, I will never forget when you told me that for the first time that when I emailed you back, you thought I was like some 30 year old. And I think I died. If you're watching this on YouTube, you just saw my reaction. I was laughing. So well, I feel like I, I even found Sammy through Instagram. Like that's, that's how I found her. That's how I got introduced to intuitive eating. So we share that background and that story of, Instagram and dietitians on Instagram were basically our first introduction to intuitive eating, which I think is crazy because that shows the power of social media. Um, 
but I just, like, Chelsea, I literally love that you found us on Instagram. I don't, like, literally, like, the podcast wouldn't be what it is today without you, or just, like, so much. For those of you that are listening, also, side note, Chelsea runs a lot of our social media and helps create content, and is just a complete badass in that. Um, so, no, it's, it's awesome, and a little snippet about my journey as well. So, I will have been with Sammy three years in August. My gosh. Wow. Which gives me chills chills thinking about it because if you listen to the husband podcast that they just came out with um, a couple weeks ago, Sammy and Jenna and Matt and Luke all kind of shared like their journey of that transition to intuitive eating. And I got to experience that with Sammy. So I got to experience that transition, like fully ingrained into intuitive eating health at every size. And let's just say it led to, it was amazing. Like I got to grow and learn along with her for the fuck diet culture Friday phase of that as well. Um, but I was also an undergrad during that time. Um, and that was very confusing for me. I'm not going to lie because Chelsea, <laughs> I don't know if you can relate to this, but I was diving into intuitive eating, health at every size with Sammy. I was learning so much, interning with her, helping with social media. And then I would go to class and then I'd be like, hold up. Like, I'm so confused. (laughs) And not even confused. I think it was just like, conflict. My heart was conflicted, if that makes sense. Because I was like, I am so passionate about intuitive eating. I'm so passionate about people restoring their relationship with food. And then I get to class and I'm like, I, I like, what is happening? Like that was, and some people that might be listening to this or in class with me, like, no, I would literally be texting them the whole time. Like, can you believe they just said that? OMG, I'm dying. <laughs> like that was me during class. Cause it was, it was hard, you know? Yeah, I totally get it. And I definitely understand your confusion. Um, I definitely got onto like the intuitive eating train later in my college career probably I think it was like senior year yeah and I had an extra semester so I had probably two semesters where I was where I was solidly like really interested in it and that last semester of my senior year I actually like gave presentations in class about intuitive eating I had an opportunity to counsel a client like with supervision of my professor and I had meetings with Sammy to like discuss how to actually counsel a client with intuitive eating. Um, Luckily my professor at the time was also very supportive and she was also like condoning intuitive eating. So that made it kind of a safer space to me for me to pursue these things. And honestly, I can't imagine if I hadn't had her like on my side kind of through these presentations and the counseling, like trying to talk to my professor in nutrition about like <laughs> nutrition and how I didn't agree with <laughs> maybe her like a, if it was like a diet culture um yeah. or like weight centric focus like that would just yeah. not have worked for me and it was also like sitting in class with my classmates who were also counseling people and talking to them about their weight and weight loss when weight loss was clearly not the issue I'm like how are you missing that they literally hate themselves and like you're trying to tell them that weight could fix this problem like it's not going to fix it like you need you need to stop like and I would kind of use my counseling skills to ask them like <laughs> so I had to ask them like if you if they actually think that weight will fix the problem and they're like no we haven't talked about that and I was like <laughs> yeah like no it's it's hard and I think too like 
I've talked to so many friends that are in their internship that, like you said, you were struggling with having that one professor that like, just was like, no, I've had friends text me, like their preceptor in their internship, like just like assignment after assignment is weight loss. Like just, and it's, and they're like, what do I do? And Chelsea, we were talking about this before we started, but like, I think we forget like how much we know, like our knowledge of anything until you start getting questioned on it. So for now in the role of me being a dietetic intern, my friends as dietetic interns, we're challenging that. But I feel like it's also hard because we're like, when is the right time to speak up? When is the right time to not say anything? It's, it can be hard. So that we could go down a rabbit hole. I feel like for that, on that forever. But I also would just love for you to share Chelsea where you're at in like your current journey, like in relation to like wanting to become like eventually an intuitive eating dietitian. But we know you said you applied to diecast, but what, what does your current journey look like? I'm not sure I'm understanding the question. <laughs> like, so I did just apply to diecast. Like, yeah. So like, where, where are you at? Like, with intuitive eating, like, like for me here, I'll go first. I'll show you. <laughs> so I feel like for me in my journey right now, I touched on this too. Like as a dietetic intern, like I'm preparing to take that next step after I take my exam to become a registered dietitian. Like I want to take the certification to become an intuitive eating counselor. So I, this also goes really in depth, like into the question. We get this question a lot on social media and we put up a poll too, as well, a couple weeks back, like how many of you were taught intuitive eating in school? Or how can you, right? Like, how can you start to learn those principles? And I know Sammy says this all the time. Anybody that is interested in intuitive eating or becoming certified, like, it's taking that training with Evelyn Triboli. So I know for me, I'm preparing to take the RD exam, but I'm also mentally preparing myself to be like, okay, once that's done, I'm taking that next step to become intuitive eating certified and to help people restore their relationship with food. So for you, Chelsea, like applying to internships, did that play a role in like where you applied? Like, how did you kind of assess that? Cause you know, like I know without a doubt moving forward, becoming a dietitian, like it's going to be rooted in intuitive eating. It's going to be rooted in health at every size. So did that play a role like with your journey now and where you decided to apply for internships? Right. So when I was deciding where to apply for internships, I definitely was leaning more towards distance internships actually, because I had, I will have like so much freedom to decide where I want to do my internship, my internship rotations, which is important to me and definitely going to be hitting up fine food freedom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but oh gosh. I think I'm really confused about where I am like, and like where I want to go with my career. Cause I know absolutely there's no way I could ever work in weight loss. Like I know that for a fact, because when my friends like will talk to me about weight loss or anyone I meet when they find out I'm studying nutrition, which is why I almost lied about my major the other day. Um, <laughs> but, but I didn't. Um, oh my but anyway, goodness. whenever anyone finds out I'm studying nutrition, they like want to talk about weight loss. And I'm like, why don't no. why like why can't we talk about something else like yeah I'm not gonna help you lose weight like it's not gonna work it's just gonna make you feel worse about yourself and I care about you like I don't want this for you yeah. so it, it plays a huge role like it plays so I think I think it's also when deciding on where to go for dietetic and 
in for your dietetic internship as like an undergraduate student or a master's, whatever you're deciding to do, like you have that in the back of your head. If you're wanting to pursue intuitive eating, you just want to make sure like where you go is going to support that. And sometimes it doesn't always, it just kind of ends up like that. So oh, we could talk about that forever. Like the challenges <laughs> of like finding a program or like just an internship in general, that's like, if for me, if there's an internship 100% rooted in intuitive eating health at every size, sign me up. But like, that's, that's not out there. Maybe one day, am I speaking that into existence? I don't know. <laughs> but like that, like, it's hard. So I think for any RD2Bs, interns, students listening, like, Chelsea even just said, like, she's conflicted. She's confused. Like, it's, it's not easy. Like, I feel like I've had those days too, as well. So you're not alone in the fact that you feel like, you're the only one trying to pursue like rooting yourself in intuitive eating and not taking the same approach that maybe your professors and other classmates are. Um, so it's, it's a lot for sure. Um, next question that we're just going to hop right over to, because I feel like as an intern working under Sammy and then working under Sammy and Jenna for the podcast, I know you can relate to this Chelsea, they are absolutely hilarious. And oh my gosh. <laughs> and this- I just say one of the greatest things I ever I've ever learned from Sammy and Jenna is that you can be a real fucking person and also be a professional badass dietitian. Cause I feel like in my coursework and like at Purdue, I only I wouldn't say my professors had no personality, but I will say that I never really saw their personality come out. So for some reason in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to be serious and professional. I can't be authentic. Like I'm a different person at work and in dietetics than I am like in real life. And then Sammy and Jenna are dropping F-bombs on their podcast. Like when I upload the podcast, I have to say it's explicit. And I'm like, I just freaking love this. Like, (laughs) So I think one of the greatest things I've learned from them so far is truly that you can be yourself and you will find the spot that you fit into life, like just by being yourself and be authentic and speaking from your heart. And I think it's so cool. That's such a, it's such a great lesson. No, it truly is. And shout out to them real quick. I, I've told Sammy this multiple times, but I don't know where I would be if I was, would even Mm -hmm. still be in nutrition. Like if I hadn't have interned for Sammy like I think about like me like submitting my application to them to intern and like I I don't know where I would be like I I really don't and I'm just forever grateful to like have that like for Sammy and Jenna and just them holding this space for RD2Bs to learn um and what it's like to be an intern under Sammy and Jenna just for everybody listening like it's (laughs) it's the best shit show ever if that makes sense (laughs) and Sammy talks just like you can be honest you can just share your experiences and honestly that's life in private practice for those of you RD2Bs that are listening that want to go into private practice private practice no day looks the same every day is different and things are going to happen like and nowadays with private practice you have to be on social media you have to be have a presence online so like and then technology doesn't go right. Zoom doesn't go right. Oh my like, gosh. If you think about all these outside elements that come into the fact that now private practice is so virtual. And like I've experienced that working with Sammy, but like it, like it, things happen. Like I literally think last week, like something happened and I was talking to one of our interns and I was like, 
life lesson from Sammy, like <laughs> shit happens. Like it just does. And like, you just have to make the most of it. And Sammy put up a post the other day and there was like a typo and she was like, okay, you know what? Like, it's fine. Like perfectionism, throwing that out the window. Like we all make typos. We all make errors. Like we're real humans helping other real humans. So we're showing up as we are and doing the best that we can. So if anything, I feel like that's a takeaway. The biggest takeaway I think I've, there's so many, I don't want to like pinpoint it down to one takeaway, <laughs> but like we're human. Like we all are like as interns, as dietitians, like humans, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all imperfect. Just we're all trying to help other real humans as well. Mm. Um, and I know just another quote that I will never forget Sammy told me was I I think I was like almost applying to become a dietetic intern and like I was like trying to decide where I wanted to go and she told me she was like don't be afraid of disappointing me I just don't want you to disappoint yourself and like that right there I was like oh, okay let me just like cry <laughs> and it was it was just like a moment where I was like that's so true so like regardless of where you're at like in your journey to become a registered dietitian as an RD2B, as a student, as an intern, like just don't disappoint yourself. Like worry, like if you're worried about offending somebody else, ultimately when it comes down to it, you have to do what's best for you. And sometimes that's taking leaps. Um, and that's just a big takeaway that Sammy has taught me, but that's my summary of what it's like to work under Sammy and Jenna. I don't know about you, Chelsea, but that, that's, that's what I think of. So. So I would love to share. I love these ladies. Let me just say, um, first off, when I got this internship, I literally was like, um, yeah, I've definitely run an Instagram before and it's, this is true, but not like this. <laughs> um, and there's a lot I had to like learn on the job. And I think something that I learned throughout this internship was like, that it's okay to not know as long as you're willing to learn. That's been amazing. Did I know how to edit a freaking YouTube video? Absolutely not. Did I figure it out? Yes. And you can too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's been really fun. I also just love like, Annie touched on this. It's just a space of like imperfection and appreciating that we are all human and yeah. none of us is going to be perfect. And at the end of the day, like you said, like we have to be able to like not disappoint ourselves. Like that has to be our priority. Like living in our authentic in our authenticity and trusting our intuition and doing what's right for us and knowing that that will align and like that it's working together like with other people that it's supposed to. I don't know if that made sense. No. I just finished yoga teacher yeah. training. So I'm really just like bring some zen into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> some zen, some you know, speaking from the heart. Um but yeah, I think that's such a great lesson that like, you don't have to live life trying to make other people happy. Yeah. Like you really don't. And no one can be perfect. You literally cannot make everyone happy. So like, stop trying right now. You can give that up right now. Stop trying. It's not going to work out. Yeah. And no, I would love to just, it's also so important as well. Like, like you said, you don't have to know everything. I feel like that's the first thing that I tell anyone that they ask me for advice on like, I want to be a dietetic intern, I want to be a registered dietitian, like, or if they're in undergrad and they ask questions, I'm like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Also, don't be afraid to make mistakes because you're not going to forget, like, those mistakes. I know for me, if I make a mistake, I'm, I'm not going to forget it. <laughs> like, I'm going to remember it. Like, that's just how I learn. So 
for any intern out there, student, like you have to make mistakes in order to learn. And I know Sammy has said this multiple times and Jenna said this, I think it was on the husband pod as well. I just listened to that one as probably why it's on my brain, <laughs> but they said on there, like they're happy to be the ones that like make the mistakes mm -hmm. publicly so that other people can learn as well. Like, and I think that is like just a testament of like who Sammy and Jenna are um and the space that they're creating with this podcast and so graciously allowing us to host an episode um I can't that we're doing an episode right now <laughs> yeah i know it's like what what's happening it's crazy um there was also chelsea i'm gonna pull these up real quick we put a poll on the instagram story <laughs> a couple weeks ago um, just asking rd2b students like some questions because we really wanted to know like from you guys like if you listen, like where you were at. And the first question I think we asked was, were you taught intuitive eating, health at every size, anti-diet in school? And like 83% of you said no. And then the next question was, did you find school difficult when intuitive eating, health at every size was not part of the conversation? 75% of you said yes, which I was like, interesting, interesting. We're seeing like a parallel here. And then the last question we asked was, would building like a virtual RD2B community rooted in health at every size, intuitive eating interest you? And 100% of you said yes, because who doesn't need community of other people um, going along this journey and trying to just figure out their place in this space of dietetics and nutrition in general. But Chelsea, what I know we texted a little bit back and forth about these statistics, but what was like the first thing that came to mind for you? Like when seeing, I know we have some people that wrote in like where they first learned about intuitive eating, but what was like the first thing that came into your mind? Like when you saw these answers? Um, well, I can tell you the first thing that came into mind when you read like the, did you find school difficult when intuitive eating and haze were not a part of the conversations. The first thing that came to mind was me just like thinking back to, and I also just finished listening to one of our episodes um, about BMI, but just thinking about how like dietetics is such, is so focused around weight when like, why, why? Like, why is that the marker for health? I just still, I don't understand how we got to this point where the size of someone's body, you suddenly could could like just look at them and decide if they're healthy or not. Like I, I really just don't get how we got here where it doesn't matter what their behaviors are. People are still going to think things based on your body size. Yeah. It's really hard because in class they really reinforce that and they really believe that you can control your body size. And it's honestly just so hard because I think this is a battle we'll be fighting like forever, like pursuing intuitive eating and health at every size, but it's also one that's so important and so necessary. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, it just makes my heart happy that I can pursue this and that I understand it and that I can be there and be that support for people. But at the same time, it also is so sad that so many people are just not going to get it and don't care to get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's wow like mic drop <laughs> mic drop chelsea like no, literally, it's just yeah, like a hair flip for those that are watching on youtube oh my gosh no like that it's it's so true and it's it's so hard i think just when it's not a part of the conversation it's like 
why but I think it always has to go back to like we were like taught diet culture right like that mm-hmm. like yeah. I think if anything like I'm pretty sure Sammy taught me this I learned everything that I know from <laughs> Sammy but like it's Same. like we're all human like we were all like you can't like you can't put the blame on somebody because like they they don't know any different like that's how we were taught like if I wouldn't have learned about intuitive eating if I wouldn't have interned with Sammy I wouldn't know any different. So it's like, you almost have that like grace for other people of like, okay, like I, like I know where you're at, but it also goes back to that episode. I think with Evelyn Triboli where she said like, if they're not reachable and teachable, like it's like, you mm-hmm. can't do anything. So I think for me, when I saw these statistics, my first thought was like, like we need to get like a community of like, RD2Bs, dietetic intern students that like want to pursue intuitive eating health at every size, hold space for people that just like aren't as a whole, like society is just like deems them as like, no, you know, like it's, it's sad. Like we want to hold that space for other people. Um, and I'm going to drop something. I didn't know if I was going to drop it on this episode or not, but (laughs) a couple weeks ago, I was like, I talked to Sam. I was like, we just need like a Facebook group for students. Like we do. And honestly, I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> I'm just announcing it to the world right now on this podcast. But I think honestly, like if you're listening to this and you're a student RD2B dietetic intern and you want that community, like we've created a Facebook page and I would love for you to join it. It's called Find Food Freedom Students. And just we'll we'll accept you. I think I have to accept you. I don't know. I honestly hate Facebook. Chelsea knows. <laughs> it's actually the worst. We don't. Need, I can't even. I don't have the like capacity to get into that right now. Actually, so I'm Instagram 100 all the way. But besides the point, it's called Find Food Freedom Students, and I would love for you to just to join and kind of share where you're at, um, and just to kind of create that community where me and Chelsea are both inviting you to just like join a community like. I've invited some of my friends that I went to school with and um, we just want to kind of hold that space and like see what happens, you know, like, cause there's a lot of different communities out there, but I think there's lacking a community specifically just a hundred percent like of students that want to do intuitive eating health at every size and that are struggling through their internship or undergrad and feeling like they're doing it alone. Um, and we, like, I know I, I have the opportunity to hold a space for other people that don't have to go through it alone. Like I did, like, I want to, I want to do that, you know? So, um, yeah, check that out. Who knows what's going to happen with it. I'm just dropping it. We'll see what happens. It'll be a party. I'm convinced. <laughs> It'll be a party. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I just also find it so interesting too. like, majority of people also responded, like, how did you find, or how did you <clears throat> learn about intuitive eating? like almost a hundred percent of people said Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. can we just like talk about that for a minute of like the impact of Instagram and social media just in general? Like, I would love to. <laughs> like <laughs> our life is literally social media. So I know. <laughs> it just, I think if anything, it makes me grateful, but it also is like, it's crazy to me. Like that, that's a sort of community too as well, you know? Absolutely. I totally feel that. Social media has had, I think, so much more of an impact than anyone ever thought it would. 
Um, and I feel like it's, it's become like, a, and it probably has been this way for a while, but I'm just recently, like, with probably within the last year, like recognizing it, but it's like a legitimate place to share information. Yeah. Like it yeah. really is. And some people discount it. And that is kind of sad because it like kind of legit. Oh my gosh. Le- delegitimizes. <laughs> there it is. Um, <laughs> the space for like people who might actually gain something from it. So yeah. No, social media is crazy, and I know we could talk for hours about that, but I just wanted to point out that stat that we gathered, too, as well, is everybody just said social media, social media, and that blows my mind, but then again, I think about it, I'm like, I, that was me, so I don't know why that's so bizarre to me, but. Anna, I have a question for you. Um, (laughs) This was not scripted, Um, but as far as, like, intuitive eating resources like books and stuff like that like what do you go to when you're trying to learn more or when you were learning more other than sammy as your personal like wealth of information (laughs) yeah no that's a great question and i think for all the students interns listening this listening to this is a lot of times i go to like intuitiveeating.org i pull up the research articles they have on their website Um, I have the book, I have intuitive eating, I have just eat it by Laura Thomas. If you haven't heard of her, she's awesome. Um, Laura Thomas, um, just eat it intuitive eating the fuck it diet. Of course, Caroline Dooner. Um, there's also this one website. I'm going to try and pull it up just so I am like giving you guys the correct resource. They have a bunch of health at every size M and T handouts. And it's, I, use them all the time because I'm just like dietetic intern life. I need infographics, you know, that's the life of an intern. It's creatingpeacewithfood.com. Um, and I apologize. I, and it's, I don't know who runs it, but I found it and they have a bunch of M&T handouts that I find super useful because I feel like M&T is also one of those classes or just medical nutrition therapy in general where it's very weight centric. So that's another good resource as well. Um, And then also for any interns listening that are like, I want to do intuitive eating, like it's intuitive eating or bust at this point, right? (laughs) Like add that to your dream or goal list of like, after you become a registered dietitian to do that certification, to become an intuitive eating counselor with Evelyn Triboli. Um, I know it's on my list, Chelsea. Absolutely. Better better believe it. But that, that's going to be really essential of getting training, training directly under her, um, and really diving into those principles. And I know for me, the, also the first thing on my list when I'm done with my internship and have my credentials is I'm going to reread intuitive eating, like, and I'm just going to keep rereading it because I'm going to, even knowing the principles, everything, I'm probably going to learn something new every Mm -hmm. time I read it. Like, I think you always have to have those constant reminders and continuing to learn um so yeah those are some resources that I can think of can you think of any as we're closing things out (laughs) yeah um other than the intuitive eating book which I already mentioned I read anti-diet and that so that anti-diet like sorry Christy Harrison I forgot about you (laughs) (laughs) that was like because I I was like what is intuitive eating also anti-diet was on a bunch of pictures on break diet rules and find food freedom and I was like I'm gonna intern for them I need to read this book like they talk about it all the time so I read it and life-changing um you have to read it. It literally goes through like every single thing as far as like, oh, but BMI and like, oh, but wait, 
read it because Christy Harrison definitely brings the research to yeah. tell you why that's bullshit. Um, um, so, and Laura Thomas does too, and Just Eat It. Just Eat It is very, I think, research focused. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's so many, there's so many resources out there. And Chelsea, can we maybe like link some of the resources in the description of this podcast? Is that a yeah? Thing? We can link. I can link some. some resources. <laughs> we'll figure I it out. You know, power. Yeah, <laughs> I totally can link resources. <laughs> I do it all the time. Okay, we'll list them. We'll list them so we yeah. can like have some resources for you guys and the Facebook group as well. Um, anything else you want to share, Chelsea? This just was mm-hmm. such a joy. I feel like we were all over the place, but in a good way. And it was incredible. Um, <laughs> we want to do our biggest takeaways like Sammy and Jenna do. <sighs> yeah. Why don't you start? Well, I guess let's define this. Let's do as. Oh, nutrition tipsies. That's what they are. I've listened to every single episode and I couldn't remember what that was. Well, nutrition that, tipsies. that was for drunk dietitians. <laughs> oh no. Okay, forget I said anything. <laughs> no, we'll still do biggest takeaways. I would say let's do biggest piece of advice. So for any yeah. student already to be listening, what would be your biggest piece of advice to them, Chelsea? My biggest piece of advice for when you're finding your dietetic internship program, when you're deciding what you want to do with your career, when you're deciding what you want to do with your life, my best advice is that you are enough as you are. Your authentic self is going to lead you exactly where you're supposed to be. And the best thing you can do is trust your heart and trust your intuition. And you will literally end up exactly where you should be. Wow. I have if you time on a journey right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's okay. No piece of advice is bad advice, right? Um, oh my gosh. I think, I think my biggest piece of advice is like, if people don't let anybody tell you no, like if you really want to do something, like if you're really passionate about something, don't let people tell you no or tell you like it's not possible. Because I remember, I feel like I, before I even knew what intuitive eating was, like I deep down like knew what it was without putting a label on it. Like my freshman year of undergrad, I wrote a blog that was called, like, I think it was like behind the backstory behind like the freshman 15. But in that blog, I didn't talk about weight loss. I didn't talk about anything. I talked about, no, it was called Beyond the freshman 15. That is what it was called. And that, in that blog, I remember touching on the fact that you're more than your weight. Like that Mm -hmm. was before I even knew, like before I even knew what intuitive eating was. So if you know, deep down that like you, what you want to do with your life is helping people restore their relationship with food. You want it to be rooted in intuitive eating. Don't let somebody tell you no. I know that's hard because we have preceptors. We have bosses that are just like, no, like maybe they don't agree, but deep down, like we know, like we have to trust like our intuition with that, you know, like we have to trust that like you have that like internal knowing of like, like there's something deeper going on here than just like weight loss or like nutrition or eating whole grains. Like, you know, like there's, there's something deeper going on. (laughs) I'm laughing. Um, just (laughs) pursue what you love. Um, and if somebody tells you no, figure out a way to make it happen. I think that 
there's, I think something so powerful in following like that internal, like, just like that knowing that like, you know, that's what you need, want to do with your life and that you're going to do that with your life. So that would be my piece of advice. <laughs> incredible. Incredible. I could talk about the whole, like, you are more than your weight thing for literal years because that was a huge lesson for me that made just like an incredible impact on my life and my relationships. Um, but it's actually time to end the episode, unfortunately. So maybe if Sammy and Jenna let us do this again. <laughs> any time over there? Are you timing us? Just kidding. No, but it says 6.58. We started at 6, so. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, we're good. You're cutting us off. It's fine. It's okay. No. Sammy and Jenna will just have to have us back on because this was just such a treat. And I think it could be like a, like a spinoff, like a already oh, yeah. like topic. I don't know. Well. Amy and Jenna's protégés. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make something up, but thank you for everybody that's listening, RD2B student, dietetic intern, or just if you're on your journey to find food freedom and you just stumbled across upon this podcast of two crazy RD2B interns <laughs> under Sammy and Jenna, thank you for listening. Um, and we hope you guys just gained so much out of this podcast and hopefully this won't be the last you see of us. Um, bye guys. Bye, everyone. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there, and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all your friends and faves, and follow along with us on social at what the actual fork pod we promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics greatest guests and the most fun you can possibly have while fighting diet culture bullshit we love you we appreciate you and we will see you next week for a lot more fun <laughs>